Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. This episode is brought to you by Folgers Coffee. You're not just any coffee drinker. You're a Folgers coffee drinker. Because for over 170 years, Folgers has been serving up expertly crafted brews that are bold, never bougie. And now there's over 20 varieties to choose from. Damn good coffee roasted in New Orleans. Damn right, it's Folgers. Visit FolgersCoffee.com coffee to shop now. This episode of the Adventure Jogger Podcast brought to you by Marathon Costume Chick, Stacy Dunn, NH Trail Runner, Mary Cates, all of our Patreon supporters, and of course, you, the listener. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Jody. Hi. Of all the states that I could pick... <laughs> to run across in my life. You say, Ryan, just pick. You got 50 to choose from. And this is not a slight to the fine folks that live in Nebraska because Nebraska is filled with good, hearty Midwest people, salt of the earth, good, wonderful human beings. But just from, I don't know, a, a topography standpoint, a climate standpoint, I don't know if Nebraska would make my top 49, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, it's funny that you say that because there have obviously people drive across Nebraska and it is the most boring drive across Nebraska. Um, so, yeah, running it is just as boring. <laughs> Having driven across Nebraska years ago, all I could do when I saw that, Jody, when I saw and we're going to get into why you ran across Nebraska. It's a very, very important reason, um, very deep to you. And it has a lot of meaning behind it. Not just you just didn't decide one day you didn't throw a, a dart at a map and go like, all right, looks like we're running across. Nebraska. I'm doing 500 miles across Nebraska. But all I could think of when I saw that was, my God, the monotony of the day in and day out grind of Nebraska. Did you have to, and again, love Nebraska, love the people of Nebraska. Um, did you have to prepare yourself mentally for what would be just like, there's really not moments to break it up and go, well, when I get to this point, there'll be mountains. Or when I get to this point, it'll be what? Like just, Ready for the same, same, same. Yeah. So I am pretty good at blocking things out that suck. So <laughs> seeing the same thing over and over and over, um, it, it it's fine. It didn't bother me. Um, it's just you kind of set out to do a job and you just do it, you know, whatever it takes to do it. But yeah, as the days went on, it was like Groundhog Day getting up. <laughs> 
like, oh my God, we're doing this again, aren't we? Putting the shoes on and getting in the car, going back out and they're dropping me off in the dark in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, it uh, it's, it, out of Western Nebraska it is a little more um, scenic, I guess, <laughs> as opposed to when you get back to the Eastern side of Nebraska. Um, it's, uh, there, there's little cactuses out there, which I had no idea there were cactuses in Nebraska, but there sure are. Um, there's grasshoppers, the size of frogs out in Western Nebraska. I thought that they were dead frogs all over the highway. And I thought, boy, there's sure a lot of frogs out here for it being so dry. And then as the sun came up and then the grasshoppers came out, I was like, oh, no, 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 those weren't grasshoppers. Those aren't frogs. Those are grasshoppers that are dead all over the ground. So, yeah, it, there were things that made it interesting. But, yeah, it's it's not like running across Colorado or Idaho or somewhere beautiful like that. It's it's Nebraska, <laughs> what you would expect. But you're, you're from eastern Nebraska. So you yeah, spent a lot of time I, out east, and the state is 500 miles wide. So there's a lot you have haven't experienced yeah yeah and i had to decide um which direction to go when i decided you know i'm going to run across nebraska and i'm going to do this and and raise awareness well do i go north to south south to north east to west do i include the panhandle do i not because most people that have done it they have not included the panhandle and i thought well if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So I included the panhandle and went the furthest I could go from the Wyoming border to the Iowa border. And uh, yeah, it was just over 500 miles, actually. You could have picked the north-south route. That would have saved you a lot of time. <laughs> it would have. Yes, it definitely would have. Or not done the panhandle. That would have saved probably, I don't know, 200 miles. Well, so. I mean, come on, Jody. People have been running across Nebraska They've been neglecting the panhandle for years. What has the panhandle they done? Have. You know, what what has it done to deserve being skipped all of these runs right. across Nebraska? Yes, yes, I agree. So I decided I'm including it this time. So, yeah. <laughs> I sure hope the panhandle appreciates what you gave them, Jody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back just a little bit. You talked about you have the skill to and I, I correct me if i'm wrong with your phrasing you have the real ability to push things out of your mind that mm -hmm. suck yes pretty much how how did you gain this superpower i don't know that's a good question um because like during 100 mile races you know people hit um kind of that low point I don't know, around mile 60, mile 70. I never do. It's just the strangest thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know if it's just gratitude that I'm able to run, that I'm able to be out there, I'm able to be doing these crazy things, um, that I just, I don't go to those dark places. I don't, um, you know, focus on when it sucks, when it hurts, because I know it's just temporary. It's going to feel better. Um, yeah, I, it's, I've just, always been that way i i'm not an overthinker i and i don't know maybe maybe the older i get i'm even better at it because i forget things but it's just <laughs> i don't know it's uh it's I, i'm a skill that i'm glad that i have that i'm not you know having those low points during a race or during a 500 mile run um yeah it's just i just get it done there's just no option you kind of have that mental toughness that 
was a great asset when you discovered the world of ultra running. What brought you into the sport, Jody? Oh gosh. So I was not always a runner. Um, I didn't run in high school. I was the kid that started smoking at 14 years old and drinking. And I was the party girl um, in school and through college. Um, I've always liked the idea of running. Like I would see people running. It's like, oh gosh, that looks like fun. And, you know, I would do a 5K, 10K here and there, you know, if work sponsored it, I'd go out and do it, but I didn't actually, you know, train to run. Um, I did a half marathon in 2011 mm-hmm. and I was still smoking at that time. <laughs> and I, with a couple of friends that wanted to walk it. And so I went ahead and ran the half marathon and I got back to the car and I'm literally sitting on the curb with my bib still on my shirt, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> waiting for those two car. Um, so yeah, uh, for 25 years. And then um, Christmas day, 2011, uh, my biological father passed away of lung cancer. And I was still smoking at that time, and he was only 60. So I decided I I didn't want my kids to lose me at such a young age. I didn't want to, them to see me living this unhealthy lifestyle. So I ended up saying, okay, I'm gonna quit, and I'm going to sign up for a marathon. So like uh, New Year's Eve, Uh, registration opened up for the Lincoln Marathon. So I signed up and started training and I ran my first marathon. um, So five months after I quit smoking and it was under five hours. So, you know, it wasn't horrible. It was good for, you know, first marathon and I was hooked. I, I loved it. And then I did another marathon a couple months later and okay, this is my thing now. I like to run. It kept me from living that unhealthy lifestyle, going out on Friday and Saturday night with friends and drinking at the bar and smoking cigarettes and waking up with a hangover. Cause I had to get up five or six o'clock every morning to, to get my run in before the kids got up. Um, so yeah, I ran several marathons over the years and kept getting injured, uh, multiple stress fractures um, and when I came back from one in 2015, my doctor, when he finally gave me the green light to start running again, he's like, well, have you ever considered trail running? And I'm like, oh, no. He's like, oh, you should think about running on dirt. You know, it's better for your joints and your bones. It's like, God, that sounds horrible and dirty and slow. Um, well, I guess, I guess I'll give it a shot. So I signed up for a race here. Um, it was in Iowa, but it's like right across the river from Omaha. So it's in, um, near Council Bluffs, Iowa. So we had our first, uh, 50 mile and hundred mile race at the Hitchcock nature center. So I thought, okay, well I'll sign up for this 50 mile race. I had never been there before. And when I thought of Iowa, I thought of you know, gravel roads and cornfields. And that's what I was expecting for this 50 mile race. And then I was, I ran by somebody and I told them I I had signed up for this race. Like, oh my gosh, have you been out there? And I said, well, no. 
you better check that out before you, you know, really agree to this 50 mile race. So sure enough, I go out there, I don't know, maybe four or five months before the race. And it has 200 feet of gain per mile. So it is <laughs> very hilly. It's in the uh, less hills over in Iowa, which is uh, very hilly. So I, I'm like, this was the dumbest thing ever. I can't do 50 mile race out here. But I didn't want to give up. So I trained and I went out there two or three times a week. And um, maybe a month before the race, I thought, you know what? How many people signed up for this race thinking it's cornfields and gravel roads and not 200 feet of gain per mile? I'm like, well, there's probably, I, I might have an advantage here. So I ended up switching the distance from the 50 mile to the 100 mile. Uh, yeah, not knowing what I'm doing, not how, I don't know how to do nutrition, anything like that for an ultra. So I ended up running a hundred miles, um, out at Hitchcock and completely fell in love with it. It was just the camaraderie of all the people out there. It was just so different than, um, road running environment. Um, and, and yeah, I was hooked. So from then on, it was just, it just kept escalating from there i did multiple hundred mile races and and then 200 mile and then here why don't you run 500 miles across the state of nebraska <laughs> so yeah it's um it's been a whirlwind of a change over the last what 11 12 years in terms of my lifestyle that's amazing <laughs> to just think of you all those years ago you know, smoking, drinking, and the fact that you ran a half marathon. And then the first thing you do, like so many people are like, I'm going to go get a banana. I'm going to go get a Michelob Ultra because it's the beer they give away for free. Yeah, I, I'm going to go you know, grab a whatever. And you're like, I need a camel. I need a camel yep. right now. I'm going to light this bad boy up. <laughs> and here you are. And the picture, someone somewhere has a picture of you on the curb you know, sweating, all covered in sweat. You got that yeah. bib on, and there you are, just puffing away. And they're and that, and they're like, "That's that's a badass right there." <laughs> or dumbass, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 badass or dumbass, you decide. But it it does seem, Jody, like running gave you an excuse to change the bad habits of your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't imagine going back to that lifestyle. Like even now, I don't even really like to have a glass of wine now. Um, it's just not the same. I just want to feel good all the time and as well as you can feel after, you know, running a lot of miles. But yeah, I just don't want to abuse my body, you know, aside from the running I do. Um, so yeah, I pretty much avoid all the bad things. So running is definitely down my new addiction, I guess. <laughs> well, I'll, one for I'll tell you the two things that were amazing about that story, Jody. Number one, the smoking at the finish line. Number two is <laughs> you may have the only, you may have found the only doctor in the United States that recommended running the only doctor usually like you should just ride a bike, but to encourage yeah. you to try trail running. Yes, yes. So I loved that doctor. Um, I had actually seen a different one prior to him, and she had told me, you know, you need to take more time off. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And so I went to him, and he's 
a runner and he understands runners are programmed a little differently. Um, you know, we'll run a race and our leg will fall off and we'll be carrying our leg, you know, over our shoulder running through the finish line. You know, we'll do whatever it takes. Um, so he understood that and he's like, okay, I know you want to run. Why don't you try running on dirt? Because you just you're just killing yourself out there now. You're just gonna break all your bones and so yeah, the, the running on dirt and trail running is what what I needed, especially for longevity. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yeah, for sure. And it seems like the things that so many people say, Jody, when I ask them, like, you know, I've, I've, I've heard hundreds of stories of how people found this sport. And it always, nine times out of 10, includes the community is a big part of what mm-hmm. brings you coming back for more. Absolutely. Yeah. We have a really good community of uh, ultra runners here in Omaha. Um, we're very supportive. Um, if, if I want to do something crazy, I've got a team behind me. If some, one of my friends wanted to wants to do something crazy, I'll go with them. Um, yeah, we're always traveling together and doing fun things and just the best adventures. And yeah, it's such an, a great group. Yeah, is, is there a lot of great ultra marathons in Nebraska? No, um, not yet. Um, there are. Gosh, we just added a second 100-mile race here in Nebraska. We had one on the Cowboy Trail. Um, They had a 200-mile, and I think they added a 100-mile distance. But then in May of this year, um, there is a true trail run that's a 100-mile distance um, called Crown of the Crest in Fremont, Nebraska. So we do now have a real um, 100-mile trail run here. But we do have... um, some different races like we have dizzy goat that's a 12 hour six hour three hour um we have the goats trail run which is 50 mile 50k i think they have a 20 mile 10 mile Mm -hmm. so yeah we've got races here um just a few of um the longer distances and of course hitchcock that's in december that was the one that i had originally um drank kool-aid at Uh, that's actually uh in iowa but it's still kind of omaha yeah, maybe it's like the same community and it's just kind of the, the locations and that sort of thing. Um, Jody, we, we talked about it a little earlier in the discussion, you know, running across Nebraska, made some jokes about running across Nebraska. Again, it doesn't even make my top 49. Um, <laughs> but I, I a little shifted in, in, in tone here for a minute because honestly, Jody, I wish you didn't have to run across Nebraska. And this is all joking aside. Um, the reason you ran across Nebraska is because of a, of, of a loss, a devastating loss that you suffered. Um, you got a call or a knock on the door that no parent ever wants to get about a year ago um, that led you to wanting to run across Nebraska. Before we get into the run itself kind of take us back 
to a year prior when you got some news that no parent ever wants to get? Yeah, so a year ago, um, so August 31st, 2022, um, yeah, just sitting on the couch, nine o'clock at night and I'm texting my son, where are you, where are you? Um, He was a student at UNO, um, which is a college here in Omaha. Um, And he wasn't responding and then yeah, I got a knock at the door and the police were here. And my son had passed away of carbon monoxide poisoning at his friend's house. Um, He had gone there between classes and his friend Thomas and Thomas's dad and their family dog uh, all passed away that day. Um, so I don't know if um, Thomas's dad came home and accidentally left the car, the car running in the garage or if he accidentally started it with the remote in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the truck was running, the garage was closed, and there were no working carbon monoxide detectors in the house. Um, and so I, when that happened, obviously I, I blasted all over Facebook, everybody, please check your carbon monoxide detectors, check the batteries, check with your friends, check with your mom and dad, you know, make sure everybody has them. And I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, oh my God, we didn't have one. Or, oh my God, I checked the batteries and they were dead. Um, that's when I knew we need to just figure out a way to spread the word um, so that this doesn't happen to anybody else. No other family should have to face this type of loss. It it didn't have to happen. Um, and it so, is yeah. so, it, Jody, it's so, it's so different, right? When you think of the loss that you suffered, your son was basically hanging out at a buddy's house. That's all that was going on. I've talked to people who have lost children before, uh, some of them horribly. And there's always that that reason, right? That clear to see reason, automobile, or or even worse, right? That allows you to kind of process that loss carbon monoxide doesn't have a smell you can't really see it you know your son had no idea what was going on his friend had no idea what was going on his his uh his friend's father no idea what's going on and there's like there's no one to blame right there's no person to focus your anger on in that situation because it was just pure and simple an accident that you're right maybe he didn't know his car was running he, or maybe he sat down in, the, in his clicker you know like some of those clickers you push them two times and the car turns on you don't know that and 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 to think there's nothing there's no place for you to go and to place the guilt and the anger and every feeling that you had about losing a son because of the way you lost yours. Yeah, when you you fear drugs, you fear car accidents, you you know things like that. Carbon monoxide was never on my list of fears, and of course now it is. Um, I have another son that's seventeen. Um, I wouldn't let him stay at his friend's house or go to his friend's house for 
gosh, it was like 10 months. And mm-hmm. then finally, he's like, mom, I really want to have a sleepover. So I called his friend's mom and I said, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to say this. Do you have carbon monoxide detectors? Because this is what happened. And so he was finally able to have his first sleepover yeah. in a year. But yeah, and when I travel... Um, I take a carbon monoxide detector with me. Um, I just take the battery out. I mean, they're like 30 bucks on Amazon. Just you don't know at the hotels if they have carbon monoxide detectors, especially you hear these stories about people that go to Mexico and they have carbon monoxide poisoning because they don't have detectors there. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's preventable. And I want people to think about that and know that. And, and that was a big reason why. I was out running across Nebraska mm-hmm. to, to bring awareness to the reality that thirty, but thirty dollars could save your life or save the life of a loved one. I'm sure after the initial shock, I mean, you get that. I mean, it's it's, it's unreal, right? I've I've had I've had police knock on the door and tell me that a family member's gone, and you you can't process it. You're, you're just like, wait a minute, no, 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 this is a mistake. This is whatever, and you. You try to process what is going on. And it's almost like for days you're just kind of lost. And you're just kind of like, what? Wait, wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Um, and for me, I never got, because of the, the loved one died in a fire, I never got a chance to see a body. So that, that and, I, and rightfully so, I didn't want to. It was to the point where nothing good would have come from that. I didn't want to replace the memory of that person with the sight of that, right? But because of that, I still, there's still a part of me that if I see someone that looks like him, I'm kind of like, whoa, what, wait, uh, no, I have to remind myself of that, right? Mm-hmm. But you're dealing with all that craziness, and then all of a sudden you have to to do the process that is necessary for, you know, burying someone and, 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 and yeah. all of that. When did running come back into the picture for you? And was it a way for you to kind of give yourself a break from everything you were dealing with? Yeah. So he passed away on a Thursday. Or was it Wednesday? Um, and I, yeah, having to plan for a funeral and and do all those things that you never thought you'd have to do. And it was actually my running friends that were with me the entire time, helping me make decisions, helping me write the obituary, helping to pick out pictures because I couldn't look at pictures. Um, They were all here in my house doing all of that while I was basically curled up on the couch and just couldn't do anything. So they took care of all of that for me um, and then said, you know what? We need to drag you out. We need to get you off the couch. Let's just go out and run. So we go out and do a run walk just for hours. Um, and it obviously running is my therapy, but it also, you know, that quiet time, it's like, okay, I don't want to get in my thoughts either because then I get sad again. Um, so yeah, the first couple weeks, I honestly, I hardly remember anything. I was just a shell of myself. Um, but yeah, if I didn't have my running family here with me, I, I don't know how I would have gotten through it. Um, they, they took such good care of me and, and made sure everything got done that needed to get done. Cause I couldn't do it. If that doesn't speak to the power of the running community 
and the trail running community and the ultra marathon community that here you are, you are suffering a loss that no one wants to even think about. And they step right in. They're not, they're not saying, okay, hey, whenever you're ready, come back and join us for the runs. You, you were more to them than just a running partner. They come in and they do the things that you can't do. These people that you just share miles with, you maybe go to races together, maybe you crew each other, maybe you just meet on Saturdays, but the people that you have met through putting one foot in front of the other in a fast manner, rallied behind you with no no push needed. It wasn't like, can you guys help me with this? It was like, no, no, we're helping you with this, that they swept in and and almost did the things you couldn't do and, and, and took care of you without even yep. being asked. Yep, that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was it, them all so much for for what they were able to do and they were also feeling the pain i mean they Mm -hmm. most of them are also moms not all but some of them were also moms so they they were in pain as well but they were still able to to do things for me that i just physically mentally couldn't do have you ever had to talk with them or because i i know with my running friends when you spend miles and miles and hours and hours together some things don't even need to be said because they just know Yep. Have you, have, do they just, is that the kind of situation is where you've never even had to say thanks for this because they just know that the looks oh, yeah. that you have? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely know. Um, and, and I would do the same for them. It's just, we all, we just take care of each other. Um, we actually have even matching tattoos. <laughs> really? For our tribe. Yeah. We have a little symbol for our tribe. So we all have, um, little matching triangle tribe tattoos um so yeah we're locked together now (laughs) that is so cool and to think about the bond you know it it, i've often said and i've said on this podcast where when you run with people you really do like a running relationship is almost like a dog years right standard relationship you see each other once in a while you talk about peripheral things right but when you're when you're running with someone all the time or you're doing long runs with them there's a lot of time that allows you to cut through the bullshit and you were able to kind of get to the point and the heart of a person quicker because you're spending so much time with them, but it's just you and them. And so things get said and things get talked about and, you know, you, you work things out amongst each other to where that time spent forms a tighter bond than than most any other occasion to be with someone. Yep. Yep. That's exactly it. We do. We spend so much time with each other. We know everybody's marriages inside and out. <laughs> we know what's going on with everybody's kids, you know, significant others. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's we, we share everything. We know everything about each other. The Knot is where you'll find vendors for every wedding. Floral to fawn over. Cakes you almost don't want to cut. Oh, it looks so good. DJs to drop it to. Venues worthy of your grid. Photographers that make every hour golden hour. Really, vendors for any vibe. With the help of fresh reviews and a few useful filters, you can find your vendors faster than you can say, I do. The Knot Vendor Marketplace. Find vendors for every wedding at thenot.com slash audio. It isn't it great though because you because it's so fun to be able to have people in your life that, and I don't know, I don't get why 
running the tracks <laughs> and why the ultra running community attracts such amazing people. Like I don't worry about being judged. You know, I don't right. worry. Yeah. I, yeah. I've had problems with, with, you know, family members or whatever. And my running buddies, I never have to worry about, well, aren't you being, you know, they're just honest and raw and it's just, it's beautiful. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah. So when did the idea come along? It's kind of a multifaceted idea to not only run across Nebraska, including the panhandle, because we're not leaving the panhandle out this time, um, to raise awareness for carbon monoxide, but also your son big into skateboarding, the desire to kind of run to raise funds to build a skate park in his honor. When did all of this start to come together? So um, after Cole and Thomas passed away, um, one of their friends had come up with the idea of building a skate park um, kind of in our area to honor them because they both love to skate. And I thought, gosh, that would be a great thing to do because we don't have one in the area. And they picked out a space that isn't being utilized. So um, it would be good to, to create somewhere where, you know, folks can be active. But then uh, I reached out to the city. And, of course, they're like, we have no money to do that, which I knew would be the case. But I thought, well, it wouldn't hurt to ask. Um, so then as time went on, I was trying to come up with, you know, what is the best way to raise money but then we also need to raise awareness mm -hmm. um because like i said i had so many people reach out to me um that carbon monoxide poisoning wasn't on their radar and of course the only thing that came to mind was running i'm sorry my computer's okay. This isn't rich roll, folks. We're not sitting in some fancy <laughs> California studio <laughs> in, a, in this big black room somewhere with lighting and producers. No, we're both in front of our computer tables and she's getting emails. That's what happens. Yeah, I, I need to turn it off quick. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Listen, Jody, don't feel bad. I've had kids break into the middle of of an interview, dogs bark in the background. <laughs> I've <laughs> I've experienced it all, Jody. This is what people come to expect from the adventure jogger. If you want yeah. something that doesn't sound like two people in their spare bedrooms talking, <laughs> I can't help you. I've not made that amount of money yet. The money's not flowing in for that California studio yet, but we're working on it. Yeah, work on it. Okay, good. Okay, so um, going back to how this idea came about. So running was all I could come up with. So I thought, gosh, what, maybe I could run across the state of Nebraska um, and raise awareness and raise funds. I was like, God, that sounds really dumb. That sounds like a bad idea. Who, who would run across Nebraska? So I reached out to a couple people and I had one person that say, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, you can run on on this highway and and get from here to here. And I had another person reach out saying, eh, I don't know if the police are gonna let you do that. Um, you know, they don't want you running on the highway. And I was like, uh, I, I'm just gonna do it. So I came up with the route and I talked to my tribe and they were on board 100%. Um, one of my good friends, Mindy, took two weeks off of work. Um, I had another friend, Lori, that took a week off of work. So they were both with me 
uh, the first week. But yeah, our intention was to uh, run anywhere between 45 and 60 miles a day um, across the state of Nebraska and then share our story to really anybody that would listen. Mm -hmm. And um, everybody listened. We got to the point where we could walk into a gas station. By the way, seeing a gas station when you're out running and you haven't seen one for 20, 30 miles, it's a luxury. <laughs> It'd be cornfield any day. So, um, yeah, we would go into these gas stations and, um, you know, if there's a truck or something outside, I'm like, hey, is that your truck out there? Oh, yeah. So do you sleep in there in the, in the cab? Well, yeah, sometimes. Do you have a carbon monoxide detector? Well, no. Well, why not? And then I'd share my story. And, yeah, people would um, see us running on the highway. And at the end of the day, we walked into a restaurant and there's a guy that came in. He's like, gosh, I saw you guys like six or seven times. He was just driving a semi back and forth. And he's like, what are you doing? So, again, shared the story. And I said, do you have carbon monoxide detectors? He's like, I don't know. I'm a trucker. He said, my wife does all that. And I said, okay, well, you need to ask your wife if, if you have those. And so, yeah, we definitely did what we set out to do um, to raise awareness of uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. And we also raise a really good amount of money um, to uh, build the skate park, which uh, I was very happy that we were able to do. We still have a ways to go, but we have enough to at least get things started uh, with the skate park. But, yeah. That is so incredible to, because you, you, you don't know, right? Like you don't know if anyone's gonna wanna listen to what you have to say. No, especially in nowhere, Nebraska. <laughs> um, and it, I ran 10 out of the 11 days on a highway. So some people were, would be very courteous and they'd move over, um, you know, and then some people would drive by and they don't even see us. You know, they're probably staring at their phone or whatever. And there were people that would flash their lights at me and like, drive their car over the white line to try and scare me. I'm like, come on, people. And I would be waving my arms, being all obnoxious, so all the other drivers would be would see what a jerk this guy was being to me. Um, but, yeah, definitely talking to the truckers um, made it well worth it. The first day, um, it got up to 100 degrees oh. the first day. And I ended up getting really sick on the side of the highway. So um, I, there was somebody with me at the time when it happened. And so I went down on, and I'm on like my hands and knees just vomiting like crazy. Well, this truck pulls up and uh, rolls down her window and says, hey, my husband got uh, heat exhaustion a couple days ago. I think that's what this is. And Mindy said, well, can she get in your truck? So I got in her truck and she blasting the air conditioner on me and I'm like, okay, here we go. I got to tell my story again. So I was sharing my story and do you have carbon monoxide detectors? And she said, well, I do, but the batteries were dead. So I took them down. So you're going to put those back up now, aren't you? <laughs> so, so she was there for me, you know, when I got so sick from the heat and then I was there for her to remind her to put those carbon monoxide detectors back up. So, yeah, it, um, it's, it's shocking how many people do not have them or don't know if they have them. 
Right. Or that I love the answer. I really don't know. My wife handles all of that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's word for word what he said. <laughs> I can hear him say it because I've heard so many guys say that. I, I, <laughs> my wife handles all that. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> After your first day, horrible first day, you know, you're horrible. Yeah. How, how, did, how could you, how did you get yourself ready to get back up to do that again? Yeah, it's, it was hard. Um, cause we knew it was going to be another hot day on day two. So yeah, we got up early. I think we set our alarm for 3am and got up and, uh, yeah, try and eat some breakfast. It's like, okay, gosh, you guys, we're, we're going to go out and we're doing this again. The, it was good because I think day two was only like 45 miles. And that seemed so much easier than 60 whatever I had done on Tuesday. Um, so I think that made it a little more bearable. And then um, just having somebody with me most of the time while I was running that second day was good. So the first day, um, going back to the, to the first day, uh, Mindy that runs with me a lot, she had food poisoning. So yeah, she got food poisoning on our drive out Monday night. So she was sick Monday night. And then Tuesday morning, she started at the Wyoming border with me. But after like 11 times stopping in the corn over 13 miles, she decided she better take a break and let her stomach kind of settle. So I I did spend a lot of miles alone the first day. Uh, But yeah, the second day was a little more fun because, um, you know, only 45 miles and I got Lori running with me. I got Mindy running with me. So yeah, day two was was a lot better than day one. (laughs) No vomiting side of the highway so that helped isn't that crazy to think that 45 miles for a day was like ah it's nothing 60 something yesterday 45 is gonna be easy yeah yeah 45 did seem easy after 60 some on the on my on tuesday yeah but yeah looking back on it now that was a lot (laughs) 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 did it kind of all blur together for you jody mile or day two three four five and six yes it definitely did um yeah because i i tried to write a race recap a couple days ago to post on facebook and i'm like i can't even remember you know day two from day eight so i'm just not gonna put what day each of these things happened because i honestly don't remember (laughs) it did all blur together and then as the days went on, my pace did slow down. And so I get less sleep every night, which then compounded with my old age and lack of memory. So yeah, it um, it all blurred together by, by the end. Was there a moment that you remember where completing this became a, seemed like it was going to be a reality for you and you had to almost prepare yourself for what was going to happen when you finished? Yeah. um, So it didn't feel like it was ever going to end until the day that I ran from Lincoln to the skate park. So that day, I think it was, I don't know, 45, 46 miles. That was the day that I was like, okay, we are really going to finish this thing. We're really going to run across 
the entire state. Um, you back up a day, I was just like, this is never going to end. This is just <laughs> the run that never ends. I'm just going to keep going and going and going. Um, but yeah, just knowing that day um, that that was going to be the last big day, because I did go out the following day and did 16 miles just to get from the park to Iowa. Mm-hmm. But I walked the whole thing on on Friday. So Thursday was the last big day of running. And that was actually the one year anniversary of losing coal as well, Um, which was kind of another reason why I picked that time period, because I knew I was going to be so exhausted on that day that I would be able to get through the day. Um, Had I not been out there and running my ass off uh, from Lincoln to Omaha on, um, on August 31st, I would have been curled up on the couch being a recluse, um, you know, not wanting to talk to anybody and, and just, you know, sleep the day away because I knew it was going to be a sad day. But it wasn't a sad day because when I got to Omaha, when I got to the park, there were over 100 people there waiting for me. So just all the love and support of um, my friends and family, all my running friends were there. It, it was just, it was amazing. It was such a great feeling getting there and seeing everybody and knowing everybody was following my journey um, from the Wyoming border and, and everybody knew what happened that day a year ago. So yeah, it was it was great getting to Omaha. I know you made the local news. I saw a beautiful piece they put together about your run. Yeah, yeah, I made the local news. Um, there were actually a couple of reporters that met up with me, um, one in Scotts Bluff mm-hmm. and one in North Platte. So that people out there knew why this little blonde girl was running down the highway. She she was actually supposed to be out there because I, I know some people probably went by. It's like, what in the world? We've seen her out here. You know, what? where's she trying to go? She, she could drive there. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that the stories are out there because, again, it increases awareness. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. What was that feeling like? You know, you, you set that day up, you wanted it to be a running day so you could be so exhausted you wouldn't go down that rabbit hole. But once again, your friends weren't going to, your running buddies weren't going to let you do that anyway. I'm sure yes. they, had, they had backup plans in place in case they needed to. <laughs> what was it like finishing a run that came out of tragedy? A, a run that I'm sure you would give back in a heartbeat if it meant Cole would walk through that door. Um, to finish that where, and I believe that that skate park's going to happen as it, as, as it should. Someone's going to hear something. Someone's going to, it's going to happen. The, the money's going to be raised. There's going to be a skate park with your son's name on it as there should be. But coming into that park where, you know, your son had spent a lot of time and where it could, where it's going to be a skate park with your running friends finishing this adventure born out of tragedy what was that like for you oh gosh it 
I was in tears as I was running through. It was very emotional, um, but it was also, um, gosh, trying to find the right word. Um, I mean, it was just knowing what I had done and then knowing what was to come, that that's where we were going to have this future skate park to honor Cole and Thomas and all the people that were there um, that I know are gonna help make it happen. Um, yeah, it was just absolutely overwhelming. I mean, it's, it's hard to even put into words um, the feelings that that I had when I was coming into the skate park. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was amazing, but in the same sense, it also sucked because I had to do this run mm -hmm. to, you know, because it was a one year anniversary and, you know, it was, it, it was just, I, it's, it's all sorts of emotion the pretty much any emotion you could think of, um, even anger. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was, it was a big, big moment coming into the park. Were there moments in that 500 miles where you could feel Cole with you? Definitely, yes. So there were times where I just wanted to run alone and um, my friends know me well enough that if I asked to be alone, just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. um, and I could just think about him and he I just knew he was with me the whole time. Um, there was even um, the first day so after mindy had to quit because of her stomach issues um i always get lost at every race i do it's just my thing there's just no way of getting around it so i had the map on my watch so that i wouldn't screw anything up i still screwed it up and i missed a turn so i messaged mindy and Lori because they're in the car and i said hey guys i think i'm off course and they looked like yeah you are and I had gone about four miles before I realized it. So they said, well, you can turn on this gravel road to get back to the highway where you're supposed to be. I said, okay, well, I'll do that because I don't want to backtrack four miles. So they went and looked and turns out that that section of the highway that I had missed, it, it had no shoulder. There was nowhere safe for me to run in that section of highway. That was the only section of highway that had no shoulder. Yeah. Um, so he was looking after me making sure i missed my turn so i didn't end up in a safe in a in a place that wasn't safe for me to be running on the highway so that was cool one of the things i noticed jody you know stalking you on facebook because that's i, I want to just get some basic knowledge you know wanted to do some some stuff some stalking to see what's going on um i saw pictures of cole and, and a handsome young man um yeah but there's so much of your face in his <laughs> face. Like he ain't adopted. I'm telling you that right now. You are you are that boy's mama because he looks just like his mom. Yeah. I I find just just as a as a son, like I will find looks that I have that remind me of my dad, things that I say that remind me of my mom the tone of my voice that will remind me of, of my dad. They're still, they're still with me, but I just find that, oh my God, I, why do I sound so much like my dad? <laughs> do you, almost in reverse, do you find you'll, you'll, you'll catch looks or things that you will do that you notice that Cole did and that almost like 
your face because it, I mean, he looks so much like you that your face is a reminder of him. Yeah, a little bit. And, and I even, I sometimes even say things that he used to say, like, bruh, he used to say that all the time. Oh, here's another one of, this is, what's up? Oh, I'm doing a podcast. Oh, is it Final Five at Moet 11? Why, what's going on? I want to watch a movie with Matthew and them. Where at? Uh, it's like, you know Nathan? Yeah? Yeah, it's his house with John, other John. Why 11? It's 8 o'clock now. Yeah, because they're starting the movie soon. Okay, fine. That, okay. No later than 11. <laughs> that was Preston. <laughs> Hi, Preston. Have fun at the movie. <laughs> Your mom's on Joe Rogan. <laughs> I don't think he knows who that is. <laughs> David Goggins. Your mom's talking to David Goggins. <laughs> you know who that is? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I love it. That's staying in. I'm sorry. That's we gotta we have to leave that in. Like a mom's job is never done, right? Like it- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could say, you could say to your, it's so funny because I, I did a podcast. It's like parenting, you're, you're never off duty, right? Even if you like say like, listen, I need like an hour. I've had um, kids in the background playing video games while <laughs> dad's on the podcast. I've had, I've had, uh, I had to stop a podcast halfway through because the movie that, because one of my guests, he and his wife are runners. They have little kids. His wife had to go do something, so he was in charge of the kids. When we were doing the interview, he had set up a, like a little video in the room next so they could watch. Well, the video ends, and then, of course, the kid goes into the podcast like, Daddy, we need him for the video. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I've had, I've had all of that happen, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, a mom's work. Isn't there? As soon as yeah, you say, bra, he heard that. He's like, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> so can people donate jody to the skate park how can they do that yes we do have a gofundme set up for folks that want to donate um i can definitely send you the link if you want to include it in the podcast yes um otherwise um we are working with the nebraska public skate park council to be uh, on their website. We're going to partner with them um, to help with the capital campaign, uh, the design of the skate park, um, all the materials and everything. Um, So once we do that, that's when we're gonna go after the big donors because then we're associated with a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Um, So for folks that wanna donate, the GoFundMe is great, but for folks that, you know, maybe wanna make a bigger donation, um, we'll be getting that set up and I'll probably put it on Facebook uh, once we're able to do that when we're linked up with the Skate Park Council so that folks get their tax write-off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for those that want to donate to the GoFundMe, I will link the GoFundMe in the description of the podcast. You can just go wherever you listen to it and you know pull up the description of the podcast and you can click a link right there and that'll take you to the GoFundMe. Oh, thank you so much for doing that. We really appreciate it. Well, let's get this park built. That would be cool. Yeah. Yes, it will be super cool. Yeah, they, uh, their friends have some really neat ideas of things that they want to do. So it'll it'll be fun because the, the kids around here, they have to drive 
I don't know, eight or nine miles to get to the closest skate park. And um, yeah, we need one here. Well, here's the big question. When the skate park is built, are you going to, and I, I don't know skateboarding. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I may be wrong. As, are you going to be the first person to do a drop in? No, no, I am the clumsiest person in the world. No, I definitely won't. So my son, Preston, that was just here, he's a skater too. So he'll, he'll do it. All right. So he'll get the first drop in. Mom will watch and have the, yeah. have the, the, the phone to record the whole thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's next for you now, Jody? You've ran across Nebraska. What's on your plate? I don't know yet. Um, I have the Chicago Marathon coming up in a couple weeks um, and then Hitchcock 100, which I do every year. That'll be in December, uh, Boston Marathon. Um, I'm going to try, which I, I probably shouldn't even say it out loud because it probably won't happen, but I really want to try and get into bad water next year. I've, I've been out there to crew and pace, which improves your odds. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he likes people that have done hot races, and I've done several races in Arizona where it's been super hot. It was really hot running across Nebraska. Um, so I'm hoping that some of those things will will help him pick me for Badwater. So we'll see. <laughs> if anybody knows the, the RD of Badwater, it's time to just put a little note, send a little emails. Jody Seminole, just, just be looking for Jody's application to run Badwater. Going for your first ever run around the park. Literally running errands all over town. Running for the finish line and your personal best. If you run, you're a runner. Find the shoes and clothes to run your way at newbalance.com slash running. New Balance. Run your way. I would think that 500 miles across Nebraska in the summer, I think you're pretty prepped. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Have you interviewed anybody that's done bad water? I interviewed Ashley Polson who who oh won my it. God. Wow. Yeah, she did amazing. I was there when she won it two years ago, mm-hmm. and then of course she won it again this year for the for the women. Yeah, she is amazing. Yeah, Harvey Lewis, I've talked to him a bunch of times. Kelly O'Dell. Um Okay. I, I just talked to Aaron Hale, who is the first blind and deaf athlete to finish Badwater. That's amazing. To, wow. Yeah. He was talking about how, you know, normally when blind runners run with a guide, they have a rope and they run side by side, but you can't do it at Badwater. So we had to hook up like they took a belt and taped trekking poles to the belt and the pacer would wear the belt and he'd grab the trekking poles and then he'd just kind of follow behind him. It was ingenious. He had to have, because he has 10% of his hearing in the back. That's how he was able to do a podcast. So his pacer had to have a whistle and he would blow the whistle to stop or to walk or to run or whatever. Like that, that was, I've talked to so many people that have ran bad water, but I still have no desire to run it myself. <laughs> like I feel like I've, I'm, I've interviewed enough. I don't have to run it. I, I, I pretty much got the course down. I know it's going to happen. Um, but yeah. 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 So we'll see. That's, that's on my radar. Um, I just did hard rock, uh, in July. I don't think I want to do that one again. Um, (laughs) someone that lives in Nebraska has no business doing hard rock. Did you finish? I did. But that's, I've, I've heard, 
I've heard uh, Bad Water, sorry, Hard Rock is so beautiful and the vibe of the race is so cool. Oh, yes, absolutely. I I loved every minute of it. Um, and I didn't know it during the race, but I was chasing cutoffs the entire time. They didn't tell me until there were like four hours left. They're like, okay, Jody, if you want to finish in under 48 hours, you need to pick it up. And I did, and I did finish. Um, but, oh, man, yeah, it's super beautiful out there. But the... <sighs> I need to see videos of how the elites go up and down those mountains with the scree. Yeah. Because we were like on all fours trying to climb up the side of a mountain thinking this is ridiculous. Like we're like rolling down with the rocks and it was insane. It was, oh gosh. But yeah, as a flatlander trying to do hard rock, it it, it was hard. A friend of mine <laughs> described hard rock as there's three types of climbs in hard rock steep steep as shit and double steep as shit <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly it and all you could hope for was was snow if there was snow on the mountain it was easier to get up but when there wasn't any snow it was just like loose rock like how in the world am i supposed to get up this when i keep going down with the loose rock oh it was insane it was insane i don't know i say i'll never do it again but i'll probably throw my name in again i don't know <laughs> yeah if you've i mean why not right i mean if you can get in again go for it well they don't call you a true hard rocker until you've run it both directions you got to get in that you got to get on the well because we were what counterclockwise this year it was counterclockwise all right yeah clock you got to get in next year to do it clockwise <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jody, I think the only way to wrap this up, <clears throat> this this wonderful chat, thank you for, for sharing your story and, and, and talking about Cole. And again, when I saw pictures of him, then I saw pictures of you, I'm like, oh, he looks like his mom. He is right. I, God, I see the same facial structure. Um, but I think it's a, just a good reminder. Give me your pitch. Give me the the carbon monoxide. I'm a trucker in a truck stop in Nebraska. I have the look of a guy who doesn't know if I do have one. I'll have to ask my wife. She'll know. But I think it's, it's only right we give the carbon monoxide pitch to end this episode. Yes, absolutely. So first of all, I want you to check to see if you have a carbon monoxide detector. Make sure you have one on every level of your home. Make sure you're changing the batteries regularly when you a carbon monoxide detector. I detector. I did confirm, at least in Nebraska, um, all the fire departments will give you a free carbon monoxide detector. And if you can't install it, you can't get on the ladder, you're too old. Uh, to, to, to get up there to put one up, someone from the fire department will come do it for you. So there's absolutely no excuse to not have a carbon monoxide detector. detector. Um, nobody needs to lose a friend or family member. Um, it's preventable. Check those batteries. Make sure you have one. If you don't get one, they're cheap. You can get one on Amazon. And in some places, like where you are in Nebraska, some fire departments will even give them to you and install them for free. Zero excuses not to have a carbon monoxide detector. Jody Seminole, thank you for coming on the Adventure Jogger. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. 